America, Washington, D.C., signing on. Patriots, it is I once more, the Commandante of the Mossy Oak Militia NC Scout, coming in here once more and bringing you a fresh new episode and a new outlook on the world. And man, oh man, do we have a lot to talk about. Of course, you can probably tell by my voice, I've been doing quite a bit of talking and uh, coming off of Fighting Carbine, RTO, Advanced RTO and Signals Intelligence, all back to back to back. So if you have been a Radio Contra listener and been wondering where the podcast has been for the past 10 days or so, now you all know. Uh, Because essentially, aside from uh, the Sons of Liberty live show that we do, essentially this is a one-man operation. And uh, when I'm out training folks... It's taken uh, a priority uh, that takes the, the primary priority. And, man, we, we had a heck of a great class, great group of folks, great uh, atmosphere. Everything was just really spectacular and uh, cannot thank that class enough. They all came away learning a heck of a lot and having a really good time in the process. Having a really good time in the process, you know, and and there is a lot of value to be had in realizing that you're not alone. Uh, You are absolutely not alone and you're you're normal. You know, we all are united in our very deep concern for the direction of our country and our very uh, deep desire for patriotism and love of country and, you know, doing what we can to turn it around because things are very rapidly taking a massive totalitarian turn. And, um, you know, there there is no better evidence of this than what we saw just last week with the raid on Donald Trump's uh, private residence, Mar-a-Lago, uh, the FBI raid that was conducted there. And we're learning more details that are coming out now. Of course, over on AmericanPartisan.org, there's a heck of a lot of stuff that is dropping tonight. 
and we are putting it all up. I've got a bunch of new things up there. Uh, some definitely some things that concern the FBI as well. But right now, uh, right now, the Department of Justice came out saying that uh, they did not take any of the passports that Donald Trump had. So he claimed that there were two passports that were taken. Uh, and it turns out, according to the DOJ, they say that they did not take any of these. Uh, and of course, you've got Nora O'Donnell, the uh, anchorette for CBS News, taking uh, uh, Dan Rather, the disgraced newsman, uh, taking his spot. Of course, we all know he he's, uh, became very famous for the stilted story that he told on then-President George W. Bush uh, during the Iraq War at its height. But you know, all that got proven false, and that was really the first big crack in the dam that American media maybe wasn't necessarily uh, telling us 100% of the truth all the time, uh, that this exalted position of journalists out there were not infallible and that they were not objective. And so, uh, you know, fast forward a bit of time, roughly about... Uh, 20 years, coming up on 20 years, man, is it hard to believe. But now we've got Nora O'Donnell. And Nora O'Donnell running with this story, saying, according to a DOJ official, the FBI is not in possession of former President Donald Trump's passports. Trump had accused the FBI of stealing his passports, or uh, his three passports, correction, during the search of his Mar-a-Lago home. Now, I need to be very specific here and say that even though I'm not a lawyer, I am somewhat on the up and up when it comes to search procedure and uh, fruit of the poisonous tree doctrine and specifically how um, search warrants have to be written. And they have to be written in a very specific scope. Now, I'm going to get to some of the other issues, but this is the very glaring one. When you take someone's passport, okay, because the passport is issued by uh, the United States government, and when you take someone's passport, that is a very specific uh, set of circumstances. Essentially, you're limiting someone's travel, and it is uh, unlawful for a government entity to do this. So it's very concerning that this is what they did. And you cannot tell me that the agents that conducted this raid, okay, these, these guys are FBI agents. They, uh, we, we would expect that they would have a level of training as it pertains to uh, evidence collection procedures. I know at the state level law enforcement, I know for a fact what those procedures are and how they are conducted, and what is uh, admissible evidence, what is not, and uh, what becomes inadmissible in the court of law when evidence is mishandled. Uh, I know quite a bit about this process. Uh, so, with that being said, them for them to be uh, taking this, it would be a very, very serious matter, and it would escalate a very serious matter even further. Uh, we, we are escalating this even further. So this story has been run and this was leaked 
from the Department of Justice. Of course, we've got a uh, anonymous official. They say that you know we we we're not going to release the affidavit. We're not going to release the warrant. We're not going to release these things, which could serve to defuse the situation. But in, instead, they're not going to do that. Instead, they're not going to do that. Instead, they they resort to this default of we we're oh we're the victim we we are simply investigating a crime here and we're going to get to what those are specifically here in a second what these allegations are but but this 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 is the first crack in the dam here so if you are lying about one thing you're lying about everything if you are erasing your credibility in one area, then you're erasing it completely. In the court of public opinion, and yes, folks, that does matter. That matters very, very much. And right now in the court of public opinion, federal law enforcement has the absolute worst reputation imaginable. One of the very worst, I would say, probably right now the mood in this country is on par with the 1850s. Right now. Okay, right now. And unlike the 1850s, at this moment, there are people who are screaming for accountability out of, out of government. And they're not getting it. So, first crack in the dam right here. This is coming from, of course, Twitter. This has been verified. Some of the personal bona fides have been redacted on this. But this is an email this is an internal email from the Department of Justice and the subject passports. And this is coming from Brat J uh, is the name Evan slash Jim. We've learned that the filter agents seized three passports belonging to President Trump, two expired and one being his active diplomatic passport. We are returning them and we will be ready for pickup at WFO at 2 p.m. today. I'm traveling, but you can coordinate further with name redacted, copied above. Thanks. So there you have it, folks. They took it. They took it. They absolutely did. And they had somebody leak it out to the media, some hack from the Department of Justice, leak it out to the media and claim that there was nothing there and claim that this this was a lie and this was further uh, a, a, a error in credibility on part of President Donald Trump. Which is a lie. Okay, it's a, it's a flat out lie. Here's the smoking gun. Here's proof. So, if you're lying about one thing, then you're lying about everything. Now, this omits the question of why the raid even occurred. Okay, so let's, let's go back in time a little bit. Let's go back to the 2016 election. Let's go back to Hillary Clinton running a server farm. Let's go back to the Awan brothers in Pakistan working for Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Okay, let's go back to Senator Barbara Boxer. Let's go back to Senator Feinstein and her driver, who was a Chinese Communist Party agent. That was her driver for how long? Okay, let's 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 talk about the server. Okay, let's talk about the server farm that Clinton had that she was knowingly passing earmarked classified documents. She did not have the authority to do any any of this. She did not have the clearance to do any of this. I've seen some of those emails, folks. I'm telling you, but when when this stuff got out there, 
it's a very clear-cut case, okay? Nothing happened. And you had James Comey, another political hack, another product of the machine, another part of the SES ring, another uh, swamp creature, if you will, who comes out and makes this very long-winded statement saying that, even though there could be a crime, and even though there is evidence of a crime, and a substantial amount of evidence of a crime, it would be highly unethical of him to press any charges. That's essentially what was said. And it was said that, well, while we don't believe that anyone is above the law, at this point, we really uh, don't feel that anything would be gained in an already polarized public by pursuing prosecution. Compare and contrast such statements with today. What about Debbie Wasserman Schultz? So the allegations against Trump are that there were some sort of nuclear secrets or things that were earmarked sensitive information pertaining to nuclear weapons, nuclear weapon, uh, the the handling of them here in the United States. All, all of these terms are very vague. And I think that it's very interesting to me that a lot of the blue check marks over on Twitter, including some of these would-be politicians that are out there, folks who are running for office, who are magically all of a sudden claiming, they, they're telling you up front immediately, oh, as an Air Force officer, I will tell you my, yeah, shut up. Uh, no, it, it, you, and, and these are lies, these are lies they're telling, okay, this is all based on allegations. Where the allegations come from? They came from MSNBC. Okay, where do these allegations come from? They came from MSNBC. They made this up. This is all part of a feedback loop. This is all a technique that they are using. And for you liberals out there, you're too effing stupid to back it off and to say, wait a minute, maybe I should question what I'm reading here because this just doesn't seem or sound plausible. Okay, or maybe if it is, maybe, maybe it does. Let's wait for the facts to come out. But instead, everybody wants to jump on this bandwagon based on allegations. Okay, based on allegations. Based on what may have happened or might have. And where is all of this coming from? It's coming from the same source that decided that they were going to target the former president of the United States out of fear that he is going to run again. They're doing this ahead of the midterms out of fear of what is about to happen, out of fear of literal oversight and hopeful dismantlement. And I'm going to tell you right now that every Republican that wants to get elected had better be running on a campaign of dismantling the FBI right now. And not just dismantlement of it. And I'm not talking about defunding it and I'm not talking about, you know, oh, well, let's let's uh, have a little bit of oversight here, or have some congressional oversight board, which can change in an election cycle. I'm talking about a Truth and Reconciliation Commission. I'm talking about public tribunals in front of Congress, trials. We want to know the names. We want to know the evidence. We want to see it all. And we want these people in prison. There has to be accountability. 
It goes all the way to the top, but let me tell you, it also trickles down to the bottom. And we have to get to the bottom of this. We cannot go on in a nation without the rule of law. We cannot continue in a nation that only upholds justice when it is convenient. In a nation where there is only crime, but there is no justice, that is no nation at all. That is tyranny. And that is where we are. There was no investigation into Debbie Wasserman Schultz having two Pakistani ISI well-trained cyber agents. Okay, these guys were running her IT team and they were they were products of Pakistani ISI. What did they walk away with? Debbie Wasserman Schultz had access to a mountain of sensitive information while she was in Congress and while she served as the director of of the Democrat National Committee. Why was there no investigation there? Why was there no investigation into Feinstein and her driver? Why was there nothing there? Why were there no charges filed against Clinton? Both Hillary Clinton, both Bill Clinton. Epstein Island, the FBI raided it. What did they capture there? What did they collect there? What do they have? We want to know. The American public, if we're going to continue to fund you because you are funded by our tax dollars and you are accountable to the American people, we have a right to know. We have an immediate right to know. And so that brings us to where we are. What about Hunter Biden? What about the money that was made in China? What about Burisma? This runs deep. This is just what we know now. And why is there never any accountability? There's only accountability for some. For a privileged few. For that powered elite. And right now they are terrified by the very real grassroots populism that they see that has taken hold in this country. They see it for what it is. They're terrified and that machine feels threatened. So I ask you, what are they going to do next? What are they preparing themselves for next? What is their next move? They're in a very precarious situation and having exposed themselves made it that much worse. So I want to have a quick shout out to the show sponsors, of course, uh, my very good friend Jack Lawson over at Civil Defense Manual, civildefensemanual.com, which I wrote the communications chapter in, and if there was a... um, one and done book out there to get a community preparedness team, uh, neighborhood protection team, mutual assistance group, militia, whatever it is that you want to call it. If there was one book, uh, well, two volumes of, of one title to be specific, that has everything that you need to get ready for that. Civil Defense Manual is exactly that. All right, so civildefensemanual.com. And uh, I can speak for my chapter specifically. It's written for a complete novice to take, digest the information, and get it up on the air and get uh, some, definitely some capability built with a minimal training time. 
okay? Uh, next on the list, my very good friends over at Blacksmith Publishing, Paul LeFevre and Mike Blackburn. I was on one of their recent episodes of the Pinelander podcast, which if you're not subscribed to the Pinelander podcast, you can find it uh, pretty much wherever you get podcasts. But uh, for sure... For sure, for sure, you can listen to them here on Podbean as well. And if you're not on Podbean, I'll tell you, uh, you definitely need to fix that. There's a lot of great podcasting platforms out there that, uh, you know, I'm on them all. But Podbean really consistently is one of the best ones. And they don't really... Uh, sell themselves as this, but they are very much pro-free speech. I mean, Alex Jones is on there. Uh, Alex Jones is on there. Owen Schroyer is on there. A lot of, a lot of these guys, uh, you know, myself included, that are that are certainly fixtures in the alternative media, who have been censored on many other platforms. You know, we're around, and for Radio Contra to remain in the the uh, top rankings for as long as it has. I mean, it's a good platform, but uh, circling back, you know, Blacksmith Publishing really needs no introduction. The U.S. Army Small Unit Tactics Handbook, uh, which is the course guidebook for the Small Unit Tactics course as part of the larger Special Forces Qualification course. I mean, you know, what better bona fides do you need? than that and they've got a lot of other great titles as well uh paul favor in an incredible author what a great man and i'm gonna have both of them back on the podcast in the near future as soon as our schedules are able to align and of course last certainly not least frequent guest of the show good friend of mine mr joe dolio marine Combat vet, criminal investigator, a guy who has literally done it all and writing his tactical wisdom series. And uh, I tell you, good stuff, man. All around good stuff. He's got a fourth volume out. He is super active over on Twitter as well, so you definitely can follow him at DolioJ uh, and get all of the latest updates on stuff. And and I'm going to tell you, if, if you want breaking news, if you want a, a broader perspective of what's going on in the world, he is a heck of a good open source intelligence uh, resource for all of that. Of course, you can find... Us over on there as well. American Partisan, our original account, guys, shut down. Hey, it is what it is. You know, we hit that magical subscriber limit and we were red-pilling a little bit too much out there. A little bit too much fun and they had to shut us down. That's fine. I'm back and I'm on there. And you can find me at Brushbeater, at Brushbeater. Count handle Brushbeater Actual, and I am putting up a lot of content out there during the RTO courses. I was throwing out little nuggets, throwing out little nuggets, showing people, hey, this is what we're doing. This is what we're making happen in the real world, showing some of those field expedient equipment that we were building, some of the antennas we were building, some of the stuff that we were doing. Hey, data terminals, building a data terminal. With a cheap tablet, a Baofeng radio, a couple of other very inexpensive parts, and an antenna that you built. Building a point-to-point data terminal. 
That's the kind of stuff that you do in the RTO course. That's the kind of stuff that we do, that we accomplish. Okay. You know, a lot of people talk about this stuff online. A lot of people will commentate on it. A lot of people will um, throw their little ideas out there. But it, wouldn't it be nice if there was one course that put all of these concepts together and you do it and you do it. And not only that, this is stuff that is built based on real world experience. Okay. So, you know, I'm telling you, if you're not in on this course, if you're not in on the RTO courses, and uh, unfortunately I don't have any more for the remainder of the year, but stuff is going up for 2023 right now. I do have some dates that are up on the training calendar. Brushbeater.org slash training calendar. Brushbeater.org slash training calendar. And the web store. The web store is going to be going up momentarily. Uh, so good progress has been made on that. And I have a mountain of merch that is in. Uh, a mountain of merch that is now in stock that I think uh, just judging by the responses that I got from the folks in class uh, who bought up a lot of stuff very rapidly and were very quick to be rocking that gear. Uh, I think that these things are going to be selling very, very well. So I'm really excited about all of that. But uh Getting back to the news stories. So, you know, what we've discussed already, what we have covered already, the uh, unprecedented raid on Mar-a-Lago, the unprecedented raid on a former president, the media blitz that's out there, which is bullshit top to bottom. Okay, top to bottom. And the taking of an active passport, okay, this this is we we're entering very draconian levels of totalitarianism and for a guy like Merrick Garland who you know during the Obama years we were told that he was a sterling reputation there was nobody better he was so well suited to be on the Supreme Court man oh man it's hindsight 2020 and that is being proven to us right now right now uh, what a political hack this guy is. And uh, for people like Jonathan Turley, who I will warn you, I will warn you once more that these former so-called left-leaning or whatever, they call themselves neutral, but uh, coming from the academic world, and they get latched onto by conservatives on social media and in the digital universe you have to really be careful about these guys because they're not your friends. Okay, they are not your friends. They may say things you like from time to time, but they are not your friends. And Jonathan Turley is one very good case of this. Okay, you must look at these people with a jaundiced eye. All right. There's other names that I could name, but I, you know, I, I will decline to do that at this time. I only will point out what I can prove. But you have Jonathan Turley. Getting out there and, and very quick to defend Mark Merrick Garland, saying that his reputation and his objectivity is unimpeachable. That was his specific verbatim words. He's unimpeachable. Um, well, Mr. Turley, I, I know that there is uh, very likely some personal bias 
that is being exposed there because he was a colleague of yours for a time as a law professor. Uh, however, with that said, in pointing that out, okay, with that said and in pointing that out, I cannot think of a more blatant judicial bias in the United States right off the top of my head. Right off the top of my head. I can't think of it. I can't think of a more blatant way that the FBI, our top law enforcement organization in the United States, our top entity for investigations in the United States being weaponized. I cannot think of another example of a more blatant, politically motivated, biased, biased, and obviously ostensibly aimed at influencing not just the midterms, not just the midterms, but the 2024 election. I cannot think of another example. Unimpeachable. Unimpeachable reputation. Well, I think that that reputation is sullied, Mr. Turley. And I think that yours in making such a idiot statement is as well. You have to really be careful. Okay, you have to be careful about these Johnny-come-lately people who end up on Fox News and, you know, they're, they're touted as pay attention to these guys, quote-unquote, all right? Pay attention to these guys. Watch this guy. Why he Boy, he really says what I like. Dig into their background a little bit. Think for yourself. Think for yourself. They're no conservative. They're no conservative. Uh, and they're playing a role. They're playing a role because it pays well. But if you give it enough time, if you give it enough time, it will be exposed. All will be exposed. But... That being said, we know the obvious, okay? We know that this was obviously politically motivated, that it was attempting to influence the future elections, the upcoming elections. We know all this, okay? And we also know that the power structure in D.C., which is heavily invested in maintaining itself, is threatened, okay? The monster is threatened. The deep state, the swamp, Whatever it is that you want to call it, they are feeling threatened, very deeply threatened. And what is it, as I was talking about in the first segment, what is it that they are going to do? What depths will they go? So we're reactive thinking in pointing out the obvious. We know all this. There's other pundits have put it all out there that have talked about this, and they're not wrong. They're not wrong by a long stretch. But what depths will this criminal organization, which has manifested itself in D.C., which is no longer working for the people of the United States, which has labeled people like myself as militant violent extremists, right? They're labeling us domestic terrorists. They specifically labeled me a domestic terrorist by putting my symbol, the resistor, by putting it up there. They put it on their list, folks. I've had a lot of emails. I talked about this in the last Sons of Liberty. That's fine. I'm fine with that. You want to label me. You want to label my followers. You want to label 
the folks who are out there who are training, who are great Americans. You want to label us? Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, because I'm not like other guys out there who say, oh, I, well, I just want to sit in, in the center or, oh, I, I'm I'm upset that they would label, how dare they label me this and, and you know, I, I'm just really, no, I'll be upfront about it. I'm on the right, very firmly on the right. You know why? Because conservatism in America, conserving that which makes us American, conserving American culture, gives us stability, gives us freedom, gives us hope for the future. For our kids. So yeah, I'm on the right. You're damn right. Because the right wing is not out there trying to sexualize your children. The right wing is not out there trying to muzzle you. The right wing is not out there trying to censor you. The right wing is not out there trying to militarize the FBI to go after its political opponents. Even though it should. Even though it should. So, I'm firmly on the right. And if you want to label me an extremist, go right ahead. Go right ahead. That's fine. I have no issue with that. Because at least we know where we stand. At least we know where we stand. And may we be judged by our enemies. May we be judged by our enemies and the quality therein. You know, it, it, to me, that's... I, I, am, I am literally terrified for an America under this totalitarian regime. This is America based on freedom and those founding principles. And you've made a list that is essentially saying that if you adhere to those principles, if you believe in those principles, if you believe in the first principle that America is good, that we are somehow apostate and enemies of the regime. Well, so be it. But I want to dive into what exactly they were looking for and based on the narrative now, which has been spun. So uh, there was an interview that got posted up to AmericanPartisan.org with Devin Nunes and Cash Patel, where they allege that it was declassified documents in relation to Hillary Clinton. Um, now, I'm not one to question Devin Nunes. I, I'm a big fan of his work, and I think that he's he's done a lot of great things. Uh, him and Cash Patel definitely stepping outside of the uh, DC-verse, and they, they are doing good work. So I'm not questioning that. I'm not questioning that. And they, they certainly are, are far closer to the situation than I am. And perhaps so. Uh, perhaps so. All I can go on is is what we are being told. And it's very interesting to me from a different angle to see how this is being spun in the mainstream media and what's being quote-unquote leaked, i.e. made up 
okay, made up because they're getting ahead of the story. They have spin doctors, they have war rooms where they are literally creating this story and making it up as they go. And they are making up this uh, very clever, uh, you know, the, the uh, <laughs> nuclear, the nuclear secrets. Uh, they're not getting specific here either. Nuclear secrets. Well, I can tell you this. If, if quote-unquote nuclear secrets were being held at Mar-a-Lago, which I highly doubt, okay, I highly doubt that, highly doubt that it was a secret, and I highly doubt that anything that was there was a secret, because the, the, uh, the Department of Energy, the organizations that are holding these secrets are so deeply penetrated by the Chinese. You know, I was talking about in the first segment Former Senator, retired Senator Barbara Boxer, just one year ago, just over one year ago, she's lobbying on part of a Chinese tech firm. You know, the Wall Street Journal is posting up today, an article today that you can find over on AmericanPartisan.org, there's a link to it, that most of our technology is being approved for export to the China. We know that we have people like Eric Swalwell, who was sleeping, he was quite literally sleeping with a Chinese spy. Think, think. And nobody can ask her what exactly she found out because she's dead, by the way. Died in a plane crash. No survivors. She was the only one that could be identified. That happened last March. In case you weren't on the up and up. They have all the secrets. America's enemies have all this. Okay, they have all this. What about Hillary Clinton? Selling our uranium. The uranium one scandal which just went completely under the radar. What about that? So, nuclear secrets, quote, unquote. I find this very interesting given that we have had not one, but two nuclear attack public safety announcements going out in New York City. And I've talked about these uh, in detail in several podcasts. And if you go back and listen to some of the recent podcasts, we, we've we've talked about it. I've written about it, um, and and we have kind of picked apart their uh, <laughs> their warning, quote unquote, as well as their advice to uh, uh, safety measures that people need to be taking, including their ridiculous uh, bug out bag suggestions for three days. And I talked about in a post exactly what you really do need in that situation versus what you don't. You can find all that back on AmericanPartisan.org. But I find this very interesting that they are talking about nuclear secrets and they are disclosing this. They're really pushing this narrative hard. Nuclear secrets, nuclear secrets, nuclear secrets. If this was the utmost national security threat, and this is what they were looking for, they would be keeping all of that under wraps. And they would actually say, if that was what I was really looking for, if it was me that was looking for these items, and knowing that America's enemies want to know, because I know how the craft of intelligence works, knowing that America's enemies, America's intelligence agency adversaries out there, the GRU, the FSB, the Chinese state intelligence, North Korea, Iran, the Revolutionary Guard, 
the Cuban Directorate of Intelligence. If I want to know what they know, then I introduce false information into it and create my own feedback loop and feed that to the American media. But I submit to you that they are not doing this. I submit to you that they're not doing this at all. They are in damage control mode and they're trying to spin a counter narrative right now that might be telegraphing what happens next. If you think that it's outside the realm of possibilities that these people will stage an attack on the American people to keep themselves in power, you got another thing coming. And I am not a conspiracy theorist. But I am telling you what isn't within, well within, the realm of possibilities. The D.C. swamp has never looked worse than it looks right now. Its legitimacy to power right now is threatened deeper than it ever has been because it has been exposed by its own hand. They do not know how to get ahead of this and how to put the genie back in the bottle. And right now they are desperate. Right now they have never looked weaker. Right now they have never looked worse than they look right now. At this moment, what will they do? And so when we have nuclear attack, PSAs being put out and very specifically That makes me step back and wonder, what are you going to do next? Are you telegraphing intent? I find it very interesting as well that they are bringing up this uh, term nuclear secrets. And when we look at who is in charge of one of the most critical areas of our nuclear secrets where the spent fuel and waste disposal goes because what do you need to make a nuclear weapon whether it is a conventional nuclear weapon or a dirty bomb what do you need you need the waste you need the spent fuel and so I know that these nations of the world who intend to do the American public harm have been after nuclear waste. They've been after the leftover refined and enriched uranium and plutonium and cobalt that has come from the nuclear energy process. Who did we put in charge? Sam Brenton. Sam Brenton, from his own Wikipedia page, American nuclear engineer and LGBTQ activist. Yeah, the guy that dresses up like dogs. The guy that was implicated in a child pornography ring. It's all there. It's exposed. 
you know, when you take somebody like that and you put them in this position of power that they are not suited to be in, they are not suited to be in, this guy is an absolute nightmare. And I'm going to tell you right now that every foreign intelligence agency on the face of the earth worth its salt was waiting in the wings because they have so much data on him. You can forget Hunter Biden. This guy, they got him. They have psychological profiles on him. They have his internet records. They have everything on this guy. Not only that, the deep state got him too. That's the reason he's there. Because they know someone like that who is very obviously damaged goods is easily corruptible. Not only are they easily corruptible, they're also a very easy fall guy because he's disposable. They don't care about him. They don't care about any of these people. They manipulate them. They use them for a purpose and they'll throw them away. You know, so when I get information from contacts of mine who work with various emergency response agencies at the state level, and they're doing cross-training with response agencies at the federal level, and I get a very alarming message from one of them who was scheduled to be at a training event run by the guy who briefs Congress on nuclear safety and nuclear response. And all of a sudden, this guy has to cancel the course that he's teaching because there is an imminent threat of a nuclear type to the United States and could say no more than that, my hair on the back of my neck, raises up just a little bit. Folks, if you think that they are not going to pull something, you got another thing coming. Yeah, you might want to go back and dust off Jericho and watch that show a little bit closer. If you can find it on a streaming app, watch it. You know, it, and that's kind of a, a survivalist prepper trope of a lot of people listening, you know, used to watch that back in the day. And that show was really good to wake a lot of people up. But you need to pay attention to what was really going on in the story. Because art imitates life. And they took that show off the air very quickly after the first season. They got it a little ways into the second season and they yanked it off the air real quick because it was a little bit too close to home, I think. I think. I mean, you go back and listen to these podcasts, you listen to the past uh, several months, and we've been talking about this. I've had guys on where we have specifically talked about this, and we know what we're talking about. Right? We have backgrounds. This isn't. This is not made-up nonsense. This is not... Uh, you know, we're, we're making things up and we're trying to scare people and it's fear porn and whatever. Okay. We're not just Johnny come lately commentators who got famous for other things and we're talking out of our ass. All right. We worked in the government. 
We know what they're capable of doing because we know what we did overseas. You need to be taking every opportunity right now to get yourself prepared. All right. You need to be putting away extra food for sure. For sure. You know, you need to get out there. You need to get the training. You need to get training wherever you can to make yourself a little bit more prepared for tomorrow than you were yesterday. You know, last, get out there and pound that pavement. You know, get out there, start working out. You know, even if that's just, you know, doing a little bit here and there, maybe, uh, you know, I had a student in a fighting carbine course who he's got some challenges. You know, he, he's got an uphill battle that he's got to fight. But he said, hey, you know, I, I am, I'm, I'm walking a mile every night. Hey, man, that's awesome. That's better than you were doing a month ago. That's better than you were doing last time that you were here. The last time that I saw you. And you're doing that much better. Keep it up. Alright? Keep it up. You know, it, it's... it's You need to be working on building as many capabilities and being an asset. Because that's what survivalism really is. That's what it's really all about. It's about being an asset. Having as many skills as possible, you know, and, and people will, will always ask me, how uh, do, do you get into a group? How do you get started doing all this? How do you uh, do this, that, or the other? How, how do you uh, do all these things? And the thing is, is time. It takes time. You know, it takes time. There's a lot of folks who are frustrated out there. There's a lot of folks who exhibit that frustration, who put that frustration out there, who, you know, they exercise that online or, or whatever. Um, and I don't have an answer for you. All I can say is, is that you have to keep getting more prepared. All right. You know, and I'm not going to tell you, oh, when the time comes, you'll, you'll necessarily know. Uh, but I will say this, when you have foreign troops on the streets of America, and I don't think that we're long from that point. They'll be invited in, by the way. They'll be invited in as peacekeepers. I've long since said that. I've been saying that since uh, when I, I first started writing in 2015. I've been saying that the whole time. And that stage is being set. So, you really need to become an asset. Don't get so dialed in on the conditions right now. Okay. And look at politics and the news of the day as your reason for being. Not out of frustration, but rather out of necessity. That's your motivation. That's why you're doing the things that you're doing. That's why you work those hours. That's why you buy the stuff, right? That's why you buy the things to get your families prepared. The organization will come. We're already seeing the grassroots of this being sown now. There's never, ever, ever in the history of uh, the world of societies, there's never been a group that is organized for political purpose that did in political change that did not have a major political component. And that groundwork right now is already being laid. It's being laid at the local levels. It's being laid with the people who are running around with the MAGA hats on, who are saying, who, who are really red-pilled 
by this this Mar-a-Lago raid. It was people who were, you know, hey, you know, I, I don't really buy into the whole Democrat-Republican thing. They are now firmly, firmly in the camp of the former president of the United States because we see this for what it is. And let me tell you something. If you're on the other side of that, you are completely tone deaf to reality. And that's fine. That's fine. I would rather it be that way so that you get blindsided by what's coming. Because if you're not wide awake and political party doesn't matter, but principles absolutely do. If you're not wide awake to what's really going on with all this, justice is coming and it's going to be swift. The pendulum swings two ways. And I mean what I say when there must be trials and they must be public. These criminal organizations who are feeding off of the American people, who are visibly corrupt, the rot is too deep to hide. They must answer to the American people. It is we the people. Not you. You're not in charge. And you have corrupted the American justice system. Folks, it's up to you to hold their feet to the fire. And you only do that through local action. Get involved. Get involved with local politics. Get involved. Be vocal. It's the only way we're going to win this thing. But I will tell you this. Always leaving on a good note. It's happening. It's called populism. And it's happening. At the macro level, we're seeing it. For every time they try to stomp us down, for every time that they are trying to stifle us, like a prairie fire to rip off William Ayers and to give a good shout out to good old Clay Martin, like a prairie fire, they can't put us out. They're not going to stomp us out. We've had enough. And it's long past time for you to get active. Get out there. Hold them accountable. And if you're a Republican and you're thinking about running for office, your campaign slogan needs to be dismantlement of this corruption and trials. Imprisonment for the people who are responsible. Because the shit runs deep. It runs deep. The rot goes all the way to the core. And if they've done this, what else have they done? You know, when they let Lon Horiuchi get away with what he did and keep at it and run free, that right there, that was the beginning. That was the visible beginning. How many more? How many more? There are no good apples. Don't give me that crap. Hold their feet to the fire. May God bless all of you out there. May God bless the Republic. This is NC Scout coming at you from the hills of North Carolina. Training guerrillas in the fight for American freedom. God bless you. And I'll talk to you again very, very soon. Sensi Scout out. Set free! Set free!